You've likely heard the expression that health is wealth. And unfortunately, throughout my career, I've seen a lot of examples of that, whereby many people, they work so hard, they make tons of money, but they do this at the expense of their health. And then later on in their later years, work really hard to try to get it back. And it doesn't always work well. But that's not the only way that health and wealth are interconnected. In fact, our guest here today is going to be talking about how it's the same behavior that affects both health and wealth. And right now, health and wealth are taking a big hit through the pandemic for many of us. So she's going to talk about what this behavior is and more importantly, what we can do about it. Hello and welcome to Dr. Joe's Health and Sanity Call. I'm Dr. Joe, a wellness expert and professional speaker who helps busy people stay healthy, sane, and productive. For more information of how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com, D-R-J-O.com. Tammy Lynn Guns has been a leading healthcare executive for two decades. She's an international public speaker, a TEDx speaker. She has two master's degrees, has authored two books, and has served on two healthcare board of directors. She's a graduate of both the University of Wisconsin and the University of Michigan. So welcome, Tammy. Good morning, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. So I was really intrigued with your whole topic of health and wealth. What are the surprising similarities between health and wealth and how our behavior affects that? Well, that's a great question. And actually the similarities are in that the initial underlying behaviors between something that's good for you, healthy or good for you, wealthy are actually rewarded in the wrong direction. Now, really? Yes, they're rewarded in the wrong direction. What do I mean by that? Well, let's say that, you know, you were able to hit a lever and immediately a peanut would come out. You know, that's a positive stimulus. You're hitting the lever and then the peanut comes out. Can we and make it chocolate? I love chocolate. Okay, we can make it chocolate. <laughs> so we can hit the lever and a piece of chocolate comes out, right? And so there's a stimulus and a response there. Mm -hmm. The stimulus is hitting the lever and mm -hmm. then you're, you're getting positive rewarded with that chocolate. Right. Well, the thing is, is with um, our health, if we are to positively in the minute, right in the moment to be rewarded, we would choose things that are not perhaps maybe necessarily good for us, things that might have high fat contents or high sugar contents, um, right? Because we'd be rewarded immediately. Like right now, if you ask me, would I rather have a salad or a brownie? Well, of course, I'd rather have the brownie. Me too. Me too. Right. <laughs> right even though the salad is actually better for you. So you're actually, re, quote unquote, rewarded in the wrong direction. Well, and because because that's what we want in the immediate moment. We're not thinking long-term about what our goals are. I, yeah. And especially now during this pandemic where many of us are stressed and we're looking for that immediate satisfaction, right? Absolutely. So we're looking for the path of least resistance, right? So if you're you know, there's a lot of stress, a lot of uncertainty with the pandemic, you know, there's job loss, there's people who've gotten sick. So yes, there's a lot of stress going on. And sometimes we will turn to our immediate, you know, path of least resistance for that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, actually, the reason that I speak about the surprising similarities between health and wealth behaviors 
is really because it was highlighted during COVID. You know, unfortunately with COVID, there were uh, the two things that came to light were those that unfortunately would have the worst outcomes from the um, from COVID-19 had on average 2.5 underlying health conditions, right? So they were going into the situation not in the strongest position, right? right. And then you also had the other thing that came about is most Americans did not have savings. And that came to light because a lot of people thought, well, you know, the job unemployment rate was 3%. So even if I were to quote unquote, unfortunately lose my job right now, I'm sure I can find another one next mm-hmm. week. No problem. Right. But with COVID, the jobs weren't there. The jobs stopped right. abruptly. So therefore people couldn't use their skill set to go out and get another job. So what they ended up doing is then they realized they didn't have the savings to pay their rent or to pay their mortgage or to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. So the fact that people were not prepared in their health and then people were not prepared in their wealth is you look back at why, what were the underlying behaviors that got us to where we are? Wow. Wow. Very true. Very true. So um, what can we do? (laughs) Great question, right? We need to be able to solve it. Well, what I say is I always say that you need to be the CEO of your own health and the CEO of your own wealth. And why would I say that? The reason I say that is because a CEO would never fly blind. And a CEO would say that you cannot manage what you do not measure. And so what you're doing is by measuring your incremental behaviors throughout the day or throughout the week, you're able to see, are you on track to doing things that are good for your health or good for your wealth? Mm-hmm. Because if I were to eat, you know, every time in the moment, I was like, well, I'll choose the chocolate chip cookies. I'll choose the potato chips. I'll choose the, the uh, brownie. Of course, in the moment, that sounds like you know, and a good thing to do, obviously it's not good for your health, but when you start to track things, that's what I mean by you cannot manage what you do not measure. I actually have a tracking sheet that I do. um, I do it on a weekly basis. I don't really necessarily do it on a daily basis, but it looks at, you know, did I exercise? How many times did I exercise this week? How many times did I actually take time out for, you know, my own mental well-being? For me, that's usually going on a walk or um, meditating. You know, for everyone else, it's going to look different, but, you know, maybe they like to sit and read or what is it that brings you joy or brings you peace, really? Yeah. And so I measure that because otherwise it's so easy to have weeks and weeks go by and that turn into months that turn into years where you're not exercising, you're not doing things that are good for your mental well-being. Whereas I look at it on a weekly basis. I even have, I chart whether I took my vitamins because sometimes I forget to take my vitamins and I'll go, oh, well, no, but I took them five out of seven days. That's pretty good, you know, versus taking them zero out of seven days. So what it does is it brings into the light that which is hidden and which is hidden is truly our behaviors. When you don't measure what you're doing, you're not managing it. Yeah, and that, first of all, I like the way you said, So I took it five days, not seven days, which is pretty good. And that is my philosophy. It is not about being perfect because unfortunately, I always tell people it's not the cookie that destroys you. It's the cookie that then led to this whole, oh my gosh, I can't believe I had a cookie. I wasn't supposed to eat a cookie. I'm trying to get rid of sugar for the rest of my life. I'm just a failure, the shame and the blame. And then that leads us to the overeating. So it isn't the cookie, it's the mind games and perfectionism is, probably one of the worst things that we can do. So we should get away from, you know, 
kind of expecting perfection. Good enough sometimes is really all we need to get us towards our goal. So I love that. And you mentioned that you have a weekly checkoff and I have certain checkoffs right now. I've got a daily checkoff because I found, even though I used to give myself a lot of quiet time, lately, like the last six or eight months, I've been spending way too much time on the news and social media and all of that. And so I had to remind myself to get back to what I used to do naturally. And so I use a daily checklist. And I was wondering if, if that's something you do. And by the way, meditation is the first thing on that. And actually it's meditation plus one cup of water, which is a weird kind of combination, but it was just to remind me to have a glass of water right by it. Um, and I paired the two together. And um, so, I mean, are there times that you have a daily checklist because you really need to remember every single day? Uh, and, and then- No, that's actually, I do actually do it daily. What I'm saying is I look at it over the week though, because okay. I don't want to, right. So I'm, when I have my list, it goes from Sunday to Saturday. Mm -hmm. And on that list are certain things like the behaviors that I want to make sure that I'm tracking. Because mm -hmm. honestly, you know, when I, if before I had that checklist, it could be like, oh, you can easily get off your path, right? Oh, I don't have time to meditate this morning. Or I, you know, and then all of a sudden it's not the next day and it's not the next mm -hmm. day and it's not the next day and you're way off your path. Or like you said, people can at the moment right now be really pulled into a lot of the news and the news can spiral you down into, you know, a bad mood or a sad mood or a depressed mood. Oh my goodness, the job market is terrible. Or this is, you know, all these people are dying. So you end up really getting, you know, pulled into something that could spiral you down in a negative direction. And so, mm -hmm. yes, I mean, I do, I, I will mark on my thing. Um, every single day, but I won't, like you said, perfectionism, you don't want, because I actually am a recovering perfectionist. I was such a perfectionist my I, whole life. I found and, myself in there as well. And it's just, it's really destructive behavior because there were times that I thought, well, I can't take these vitamins because I actually take a pretty, I, I take quite a bit of vitamins because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm getting the supplements in. And then I thought, well, if I didn't take them every day, that I, this it's too much. And so that's when I relaxed. And I said, you know, Tammy, if you take them four, four or five days a week, that's better than nothing. Right. And so, and I was getting to the point where I didn't want to track things if I couldn't be perfect at it, which is of course a crazy mind game and you're spiraling there. So I don't do that just with exercise too. Sometimes I just can't fit it in based on my schedule or maybe the weather. Cause I like to exercise outdoors. And so, you know, again, instead of beating yourself up, oh, I didn't get it in today. It's like, no, you know what? Yeah, maybe this week I only exercise three days. So you can sort of do a recount. Again, you can't manage what you don't measure. And so maybe at the end of the week you go, oh, I got to do better next week. I only exercise three days this week instead of my normal five. So it's yeah. a way to go back and assess and then yeah. say, I really do need to make time for this because this is and And then kind of strategize, I think. Like, okay, what happened? Why did it get away from me? Why didn't I exercise the five or six days that I usually do? Is it because I got into the news and I really need to get out and walk first? Because when I do it first thing, you know, it's kind of analyzing that. I mean, that's what I do with my clients is help them to figure out where their stumbling blocks are and find some strategy. I'm sure you do the same thing, right? Absolutely right. Because, you know, you're measuring it for a reason. It's to go back and look and analyze. And the mm -hmm. thing is, it's very easy. Like, you know, anytime you have a goal, like if you're at point A and you want to get to point B, 
it's usually never a straight line, right? And so that's why we will, you can always reassess and get back as long as B is your goal and that you keep your eye on the target, you'll get there. But it's when we lose sight of the target. And so it's very mm-hmm. easy to, it's, and like you said, I mean, I, I think that it's very easy for us, like you said, to, you know, as perfectionists or, or, or really anybody, we, we can get into that shame spiral and, oh, you're not doing this. And why are you always eating those potato chips? You know, that way, like if you look at it over a week, instead of eating the potato chips every day, maybe you just had some on Friday night. Well, so what? You know, it's, that's the 80-20 rule, right? And again, like if you said, I can never have sugar again. Well, believe me, I'm going to go out and buy a whole bag of or make a whole <sighs> batch of, you know, chocolate chip cookies. So it's not the denial. The denial doesn't help. It's it's looking at it more of an overall management process. Yeah, yeah. And, and also you mentioned specific behaviors, which I think is great because some people will say, I want to um, exercise on a regular basis and eat healthy and manage my stress and get good sleep. You know, and that, those are, are very broad goals, but they're not specific enough. So on your daily checkoff list, mine as well, I mean, I have specific behaviors as to what I want to do. Um, so I'm sure you do that as well. Let me take a quick break to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by my better body program, a six step proven process to help you to lose weight and keep it off forever. It's a self paced online course, which you can use alone or combine it with either group or individual coaching to learn more, go to drjoe.com forward slash better body. Stop dwelling about food, exercise, and that number on a scale and start to live your life to its fullest. Go to drjoe.com forward slash better body. Because of my field in the, in the health arena, I understand having specific categories. Like I even said, meditate 10 minutes plus one cup of water. That was, you know, is on my checklist. Um, so for my listeners who probably are more in tune with the health, because that's what my messaging is all about, give us some examples of what you might put on your daily checkoff list to help you achieve your financial goals when that seems like either so far away because they're so far away from retirement or they're in a bad funk because during this period of time, perhaps they're unemployed or underemployed or they're feeling hopeless about their future wealth? Well, great question too. Number one is to actually have a budget um, because I'm a financial advisor and I speak with clients all of the time. And amazingly, a lot of people don't even have a budget, right? So again, you cannot manage what you do not measure. Mm -hmm. So one of the things is when people actually sit down, now this is more of a larger scale exercise, but then you can break it down into daily or weekly habits. But when people start to look at, you know, you can grab your checkbook, you know, your bank statements, you can grab your credit card statements, and you can start to see where you're spending your money. And then you can start to see where there could be leakage. Um, One of the things I find with my clients is, you know, they may have these subscriptions that are hitting their credit cards every month, and they don't even know what they are, you know, it could be $3.99 for this or $9.99 for that. And they realize that they're not even using that service. And so 
the first thing is to really, you know, get a handle on where is all the, the money going. And then once you have a, a true budget for what is my rent or my mortgage or what is, you know, what do I have to pay for uh, healthcare expenses or what do I have to pay for all of these, these categories? And then you can start to see where, you know, you know, I should be paying, you know, X amount, you know, for all of my uh uh, disposable income. And yet I'm actually playing, paying X plus Y, where is that plus Y going to? Mm -hmm. And again, it's just like with the health, it's a reward system. If you were to think that you could never go out to dinner again, you know, the, well, that might be depressing for people, but if you look at, well, no, I, I was able to save throughout the week, or we stopped some of these subscriptions, or I, I stopped spending money, you know, on certain items at the grocery store. Well, then maybe on Friday or Saturday night, you get to go out for dinner, you know, treat yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of, you know, you don't want to have such an, an end balloon goal that you are miserable in the moment. But I honestly mm -hmm. believe it's, it's looking at you know, I'll do silly little things like, you know, they're really not silly. Um, I used to always love to get my nails done. And so now, I mean, I still like to get my nails done, but if I choose that week, you know, or I would get them done every other week, that every other week, not to get my nails done, I'll take that 30, $35. And I'll actually either put it in where I could go out to dinner instead, mm -hmm. or sometimes I'll put it right into a savings account and I'll look at it and I'll go, yeah, that's what I, and I, I get excited and I think, okay, I gave up getting my nails done, but now I just saved myself 30 to $35. So yeah. it's little things like that. You know, and there's mm -hmm. times that when I go shopping and I'll say, oh gosh, I really want that top. And then I'll think, well, do I? And if I don't, you know, if I have some kind of debt, like say some people have student debt, I don't anymore, but mm -hmm. let's say you have student debt. Right. Instead of paying $40 for that top, you can go right online and put $40 against your student loan. And then that feels good. So there's little things that you can do mm -hmm. to get a hold of your finances. Again, it's really the same with the health. If you, you cannot manage what you do not measure. You know, I, I think curiosity, kind of like what you're talking about there, is, is really important to help with health and wealth. So for example, you say, oh, I really don't like to eat healthy. Just be curious. How are other people eating healthy? And maybe find something about what they do that you say, huh, I, I never really thought about that. Yeah, I can do that. And I, I think with wealth as well, um, I, I came from a very large family. So where there were nine kids, 11 people. And so even though mom and dad, well, in the beginning struggled, but you know, eventually as I got into high school, you know, they had good jobs, but still divided by 11 people and putting them all through college, you know, it's, we still kind of struggle there. And so luckily I had a good mentality about it. And, and I've shared with other people that kind of a little envious of it. And basically what it is, even, even now when money isn't so scarce, I find it challenging to get a good deal. You know what I mean? Instead of spending whatever it would be hundreds of dollars and, you know, can I get it for a 100 instead of a hundred, yep. can I get it, you know, for 40, can I wait for a sales or a coupon? And I I've taken it all as part of it's fun. It's a challenge. Uh -huh. So it's, it's not, it's not like a struggle, I guess. And right. I, I've, I've just had a lot of friends say, Hey, you know, that's a really interesting way to look at it as a, uh, as a challenge. So Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I talked to some of my clients who um, have high deductible healthcare plans and, you know, if they can certainly um, put money into an HSA account, that's great. But if they can't, mm -hmm. I always say to them, call your, you know, call your healthcare provider and negotiate with them. You know, if, if the bill is a hundred dollars, ask them, Hey, will you take, you know, 75 if I pay it right now today? And so there's, you know, just like you said, you can make some things fun. Just don't assume that you have to pay 
you know, the suggested price. And so, yeah, you wow. can make it. I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I had my daughter just do it with her dentist too, because she unfortunately had three cavities. <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, well, talk to your dentist and see what they'll, they'll take for a price. But most people don't really do that or know to do that. So they just pay what's, you know, what's on the bill. And then they put it on the credit card. They don't pay it off completely. And they're running up exorbitant finance charges and perhaps late fees. Oh, yeah. I can see where that would work. All right. Well, uh, do you have any other final thoughts about uh, health and wealth and what we can do in the moment? Any other thoughts? Well, just that remember that, you know, life is a journey. It's not a destination because of course the destination means we're, we're gone. Right. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. Right. So therefore just enjoy every day, like you said, and, and really try to do the best that you can and really so instead uh, celebrate the wins instead of beating yourself up about, you know, if you happen to have a, a brownie, so what, you know, then make sure you have a, something healthier at the next meal. Don't just say the whole day is ruined. Oh my gosh, I might as well get out the bag of potato chips. No, you can always get right back on track at, at, at any moment. So yeah, I, I, when I'm talking with clients and they talk about that brownie, I'll say, I kind of remember you talking about how you would eat half a pan of brownies. You had one brownie, you did really good. Absolutely. I mean, think about that, right? Compare it to how we used to do. And it's all about making small steps in the right direction. So I'm all about that. So thank you for enlightening about enlightening us about how health and wealth and the way we reward ourselves are kind of intertwined. I never had really thought about that. So, so Tammy, let me ask you, if people want to learn more about you and your services, what's the best way to reach you? It's www.tammylynnguns.com. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. You have a great day. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed today's health and sanity call, please subscribe to the channel and share it with others. For more information about how I can help you and your organization, visit drjoe.com. That's just four letters, drjo.com.